Our guest on our program today is Eli Steins, Boom Mayor. Good to have you back, Mayor. Thanks for having me. Oh, we had a quick meeting, a quick council meeting for you last night. Yep, it went pretty rapidly. Uh, one thing that uh, came up, and again, we touched on this, I think, a little bit before, but it's uh, because of the annexation, the villas at Fox Point, they're getting pretty close to being able to have people live there. And yep. well, I think they are. Closer uh, every day. <laughs> closer every day. Uh, and it was city-owned property. It was annexed into the city. Yes. But uh, since nobody lived there, we didn't worry about any voters. Now right. we do have to put it into the first uh, first war, or put it into our first voting precinct. First yes. Yep. So. so we'll amend uh, the uh, uh the precinct one vote uh, boundaries mm-hmm. with that annexation, so the folks up there would be in precinct one or so, ward one. And then the next time we get around to doing balancing those out, we'll see what kind of impact that has. Yep. Or again, it's going to be how many people are living there. Yep. So. yep. Uh, and there are other areas that have been annexed. I mean, we haven't really taken a look at it because there hasn't been any development really going right. on yet. But uh, Southwest Park. Yeah, uh, I know that was another one where you yep. had some sorry. South Park and West Marion. Where that development gets going, yep. there'll be people living down there, and they'd be uh, probably Ward Five then. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Let <laughs> uh, the well, the one I did want to ask about, and again, that's one of those projects. People are going to go while well, it's done, isn't it? Well, not quite. I mean, seating is kind of important. That'll be coming up this spring, but uh, so not really signing off on it yet. But uh, pretty well got it all wrapped up. Yes, very close. All right, majority of the discussion. Here we go. Story Street. Yeah. Uh, Already, and this was really, your council's really kind of um, gotten into, let's do a project that ties in with Main Street and what's going on and, and show we have uh, have this commitment. Yep. So uh, in the uh, goal-setting session for fiscal year 2025, which begins July 1st of 2024, um, there was a goal, goal to repave Story Street from Mamie to 11th Street. And so we've been starting preliminary work on that already, uh, walking down the street to see uh, exactly what would need to re- be replaced as far as storm sewers go, manholes, things like that. That'll be repaired along the way. But we got some numbers in for how much that would take uh, for that entire repaving with the curbs and the sidewalks and the infrastructure repair. Um, and it came in under the amount of money that we have budgeted for. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that'll include Story Street all the way from Mamie to 11th, um, 50 feet on each side on each of the intersections, they said, too. And then there are some ad alternates that we can consider going forward, depending on how things play out for additional road work that can be done. So it's a, I'm very excited about this project, and I think all the council members are, too. The uh, This is one of those where uh, I know because here you are talking right through the middle of the downtown story. Obviously, Jennifer Hansen, the chamber, was there. Will yes. it be done before Pufferville right, and right. things like that? Uh, a, a lot of it's going to be timing. Timing, yet weather, of course, uh, and things of that nature. But um, they're going to move as expeditiously as possible, and I think they're going to try to get started right at that start of the fiscal year. So moving uh, Puffer Billy Days back to September and even having in the third week of September will be a great benefit for uh, some buffer. But I've been told repeatedly, make no promises. Uh, but, you know, they're going to do their best, and, and I think this process is uh, – is a lot more efficient as far as time goes than some of the other processes when you're doing uh, road construction projects. I know during the meeting, Bill Scare did emphasize to people that were in the audience that 
There is going to be some construction. There will be some inconvenience. Yeah, there will be inconvenience. The actual overlay part shouldn't be too bad. That should only be a few days. Yeah, the overlay, you know, that process doesn't take very long. And uh, we had Perry from SEH that described after they do the tear out of that, um, it can be open for travel um, after it's been ground up while they're doing some of that uh, infrastructure repair and things like that. So it, it won't be, uh, you know, it won't be a perfect and, and people will be inconvenienced, but they try to move as rapidly as possible to get it done. So I know one of the things you did was visit with some of the shops on Story. Yes. Uh, g- try to get their input. Let them know, here's what we're looking at. Yep. And I try to communicate with those folks and the, the group of uh, shop owners on Shops on Story to make sure that, hey, they know that we're going to invest this money into the street that they've placed their business on and, uh, of course, work with them as closely as possible to make sure that, you know, uh, their businesses can stay afloat during this whole thing and, and stuff like that. So, And the downtown Boone Group, while they're uh, prepping their application, which they are yes. already starting to work on, this this is shows a big commitment by the city to yep. be able to. Yeah, in my letter to, uh, supporting the application, I highlighted, you know, the BDF money that we've already invested in downtown, the upcoming investments, and our future commitment. So it's... Uh, you know, past, present, and future, we're going to invest in our downtown area. So for the end, one of the things I liked, well, I noticed because I was around when it first started, was those people lights. Yes. Uh, and uh, Derecho did take a couple of those out. We can't really find replacements <clears throat> for them anymore. But uh, now Waylon Andrews Public Works says, we'll get them all. Mm-hmm. Get them all updated, get them all done, and uh, so they we they look look alike. Through this process, we're going to get a, a street lights replaced, uh, many many signs so, replaced. I was going to say signage, yeah, yes, and so that'll be good to do it all in one fell swoop. They've they've really planned out um, how much work can get done when this is all happening to to just co- collapse it all into a single project, so that it's you don't have to go back through another time and inconvenience folks further. So on our timing scale here, uh, the the first next thing up really to show that we're moving forward, you'll have a contract with SEH yes. to help do this. Then they will turn around and uh, they try to get everything put together so you can bid in June and almost get ready to start right away. That's right. That's right. So all the per- preliminary work leading up to the project, we're actually in the schedule that they showed last night is done in this fiscal year leading up to the start of the, the next fiscal year. So keep our fingers crossed yep <laughs> and then again get good bids kind of like you got for the uh mill and overlay that's going to go on this fiscal year's this project fiscal year, was eighth street bids. yes and uh so now got a contract all signed on that and mm-hmm. hopefully uh it everything can come together yeah <laughs> work out really well yes I know. It's a check. The best play, laid plans. <laughs> I know. Keep our fingers crossed. Uh, one of the uh, other things that, uh, that will be going on is uh, a trip to Washington. Yes. Uh, Ames Economic Development does this uh, on a regular basis. And uh, we are going to have a couple of council members, uh, three mm-hmm. council members, uh, have agreed to go. Yes. And uh, we also uh, get a chance to have uh, City Administrator Bill Scare to go. Right. Uh, it's uh, mid-April. It's one of those yes. things that come up. I think uh, the last year, I think the, one of the big things that came back out of that was the contact that was made with Senator Ernst people and the railroad authority. That's uh, right. Federal Railroad Authority, and they are the ones that are giving you ideas on how to, how to stop the trains right. or, or how to get the trains moving so they're not stopping, blocking all yeah. our crossings. Yeah, making those federal contacts is very important for programs uh, you know that are governed by the federal government, like the railroad. 
And I know that's a top concern that people have. And so making consistent contact with them on how can we improve the situation for the citizens is very important. And Senator Ernst is going to be here on Friday at the Central Iowa Expo as well. So I encourage council members to go to that once she's in the area as well to to let her know that uh, we appreciate her listening to our concerns. I think she's got, what, a one, one o'clock? or it's, I, I, I can't it's remember. Two, exactly. but two. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's uh, one of those where I figure there will be a pretty good crowd out there. Yeah. So, and that's, that's good. We'll get that happening. Central Iowa Housing Trust. I had a chance to have Brenda Dreyer come and be on and okay. talk about this. And I know this is a, a project you guys, uh, you yourself, uh, the council, uh, this is something that when you got to see the numbers – uh, even your predecessor, mm-hmm. uh, John Slight, when you got to see the housing survey, you're going, we've got a need. Mm-hmm. We've yes. got a real need. And especially for existing housing to uh, help those fa- people that want to stay in their homes. Yeah, absolutely. We have you know, you know housing stock that's quite old. Um, many of those houses uh, can be improved and you know should stay there and people want to live in them. And so try to find tools available to help them uh, improve their homes, make it accessible to them, make it livable in their changing life situations and things like that. So we had 11 projects last year. I know she would love to see more this year, but she, you basically just have her facilitated Ames Economic Development because they deal with this housing and the, the grants and uh, getting the information out. So uh, we're pretty well looking at that. Meeting coming up on March 2nd. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody that might be or think they might be interested or check the city's website. I think you got all the data, information there. Yep. The number. Application information on the city website if you want to come to that uh, open house uh, Q&A session where you learn more about the program and see if it's right for you. I would encourage you yeah. to do that. It's at Tulips. And once again, they can help you with those Sometimes you get those applications get a little overwhelming. So yes, and there's they're a lot there of to, to help. fill out. Yeah, yeah. especially financial information to, to make sure that uh, the low income people are being served. And for people that wonder, the council doesn't really see any of that. That's no, all confidential. That's between. all confidential information. So uh, it's one of those. I think you know. I know. It's one of those where you know the needs out there because you already had a number of applications yes. last year you couldn't fill. Yes, that's right. Um, and I hope that we can continue this program. It's established now. Get it going year after year so that becomes a, a process where folks really know that it's there. And as the time comes up and in everybody's yeah. individual circumstances, they'll have the opportunity to, to apply. This far exceeds, <clears throat> uh, remember, the old community development uh, block grant, the old CDBG, yeah. uh, you know, because they were much smaller grants uh, and uh, you were pretty limited on how much you could do. These are uh, like 10000 up to $10,000. Mm-hmm. $10,000, uh, yeah. Safety features, uh, things that uh, protect your home. Again, it's a uh, pretty good opportunity. So Yes, absolutely. Now, the downside is going to be, will everybody else start going after that central Iowa housing to trust sure. one to, to yeah. use it, too? Uh, you're fortunate. You've gotten, you've, uh, you've been able to secure two grants for it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little higher match this year, but the council didn't even hesitate. Yeah, the return on investment is is very very beneficial to the citizens and the city. Well, we've got appointments now to our arts advisory. Board. Yeah, the arts advisory board. <laughs> got, that was got a to ask you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had an application process. Uh, I had, I believe, nine applicants. So I had to choose four citizens and one council member to fill those positions. Two of them were for two years, and two of them were for one year. 
And so those are all filled, and I'm going to send out an email uh, organizing them and, <laughs> and have an initial meeting and uh, and send them off on their way to, mm-hmm. to complete that task. You got some things, and uh, Linda Williamson, the council member that will be Williamson on there. council member, yep. And uh, uh, again, it's just uh, arts advisory, the way it's structured now, mm-hmm. uh, an opportunity that uh, they can start doing some planning and get involved with some things. Yep, so. yep. Uh, showcase public art and public artists. Uh, we also uh, had a couple of people that – were reappointed. You reappointed yes. uh, Denny Hammond, yep. uh, one of your former challengers. Yep, the Civil Service but Commission. Civil Service Commission, he's been on there for a while. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, also Joe Gibbs back to the airport. Airport so. Commission, yes. We've got some big projects going on out there. Yes, so absolutely. I'd yep. like to keep people in the same vein there, going that way. Yeah, if people uh, want to be uh, continue on in those positions, you know, uh, government service is very important. Do you uh, still look for uh, people to let you know if they have an interest in yeah, uh, like uh, uh, like library board or planning and zoning? Absolutely, I, yeah. Um, anybody can email me. You know, interest in any of those positions, library planning and zoning are two that you mentioned. Those are, those are common ones that have to be appointed. Um, you know, family resource center at some points has to be. Um, I think the airport commission's terms are quite long, but from mm-hmm. time to time they come up. Um, if somebody decides. It's, time to them to move on as uh, often as the case i'll i'll need to find new people to uh, take those roles and i'm happy to receive any applications or inquiries okay your uh, policy administration committee last night they heard a request from the fire department did, yes. and uh, fire department was looking to have an <clears throat> adjustment in the uh, boundaries for resident uh, residents correct uh, where yes. they're living in and uh, they denied this request yes. uh, they didn't really say why but right. uh uh, it is part of the uh, bargaining agreement, I would think. Uh, I don't know. So it was not part of the bargaining okay. agreement. It's uh, it's set in city code. Um, there's a 10-mile residency requirement radius. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why that is different than, say, police or uh, you know uh, public works is because of the frequent callbacks that have to that often occur with the fire department in particular. So we need to make sure that the our employees are are well within the range that they can respond very quickly in, in a case of emergency okay. and callback. And that's the, the big thing here with the fire department, the difference. They do get called back a lot. That's right. So. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, Chief Adams gave his opinion about the situation that he really mm-hmm. needs those employees to be within that range. So uh, we denied that. Speaking of the chief, he did say, got your new truck. Yes. If anybody sees it, you're going to go, is that a fire truck? <laughs> it looks, <laughs> it's, a uh, little bit different. looks a little bit different, yes. but uh, I think they're very excited about it. Uh, uh, this is something, especially with what we see with our our fire services. Uh, it, you know, they'll send their trucks out uh, on fire calls, and well, we use them for medical emergencies. Are always because of the number of uh, people on staff. But when they get called for a lot of the out of town rural type fires, uh, it's a lot of hauling water. Yeah, and uh, a lot of mutual aid calls, and that's one of the things I know the supervisors have been. Uh, tasked with taking a look at what are some of the challenges that mm-hmm. and uh, fire chiefs are working with them on that, but uh, much smaller and uh, still hauls a quite a bit of water. Yes, so you'll see folks will see that mm-hmm. <laughs> around here. And it, finalizing the addition as well. Yeah, finally getting uh, close to done. Another one of those projects where you used uh, your recovery money. Yes, uh, for public safety purposes. That's right. Uh, put it in there. The really the only. Uh, change in the whole thing outside of the fact that you know the whole uh, project uh, did cost a little bit more 
which you knew in the beginning, and you had the recovery funds, uh, the, re- uh, the COVID money and everything mm-hmm. to be able to apply to it, was uh, finding the buried building underneath and had to turn it into rock. That was the that right. was really the only change order you had. Yeah, a little bit of surprise there, but they made it through. We get a lot of get a lot of those around here too. Yeah. Uh but right now again uh we're we have uh for the council itself, you don't really have too much else going on at this point, but uh you are gonna take a look at the uh, accepting the CIP, your, your yep. capital yeah, improvement plan. Public hearing from March 4th for uh, adopting the, the CIP. Yep. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. the one thing I tell people, I said, if they looked at the whole plan laid out there, you've got like $30 million worth of work. Yeah, it's a five-year uh, five capital improvement. So you'll see what the tra- trajectory is for our projects over those, those coming five years and where that money's going. Okay. <clears throat> Any other final things that we got to pass along? I think that's most of what came up for you. You did have one oh, resident right. came in and said yeah. uh, appreciated that uh, the clean uh, the snow removal, but commended the snow removal, <laughs> and he had a comment about uh, some of the trails in uh, Cap Ruby Park. Yeah, so, so the snow snow on didn't the get moved trails. there. Yep. So, but yeah. it, uh, again, it's one of those. That's one of those opportunities, and the way you had it set now. They can come in early yes. and, and make those comments. Yeah, the gentleman can Yeah, so public comment for items not on the agenda is quite early in the meeting so that if you wanted to come in and and voice concern about something, you didn't have to sit through the whole meeting. This gentleman chose to stay through the meeting, and it wasn't a very long one. So I think he, he had some other comments as we went along as far as uh, he asked him, He asked yeah. about farmer's market. Yeah, he absolutely was concerned about, you know, how will the farmer's market be impacted by the street uh, improvement on Story Street. Which, by the way, he has to go to and... Uh, visit with uh, some of the leadership there. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Fake. be in contact and make sure that they're taken care of and they can run their markets successfully. It's very important to the citizens. That'll be one of those. Mm-hmm. We'll have to rearrange a little bit, but hopefully it'll be uh, a benefit in the long run. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, right now we're waiting for, again, uh, you know, street projects and uh, probably uh, late spring maybe, hopefully, or early part of summer. We'll do uh, get Eighth Street taken care yep, of. Yep, Eighth Street. See what kind of uh, time frame we get for bidding on the other one. And yep, and uh, the next uh, at our next meeting we will have um, a proposal from uh, from IS, from ISG on the, oh, the complex, rec- and so they'll they'll con- the task force will complete their charge and they'll give a report to council on okay, that. Okay, so that'll be coming up at the March fourth meeting. That's right. So, and public, you can see that follow along by showing up at the meeting. ISG. Yep. Uh, puts a lot of different uh, things in there. Mm-hmm. They've done a pretty good job. Yes, uh, and then March 5th will be the, the special election for uh, City Council Ward 3 as well. And we have uh, two, uh, two candidates, two candidates. Uh, uh, Lisa Kahukali mm-hmm. and Tracy Anderson yes. uh, on there. And uh, once again, people can go to the courthouse and vote now if they so wish. But third ward only, third ward. Only third ward, yep. <laughs> Nobody else has to, has to worry about you it. You don't have to worry about it there. Uh, and we'll get that March 5th election. And uh, right after that, uh, once they get canvassed, then we'll be able to do right the away. Yep. So. Eli Steins, Boone Mayor, our guest on the program today. As always, uh, check the city's website if you're looking for updated information on uh, projects, programs, things like that, or making contact, too. Uh, yes, I'm happy to hear from you. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in today.